Hi, this is Tony with We Do Epoxy, and I'm looking for ugly floors. I mean, so ugly, dirt won't stick to it. We can take your ugly garage, basement, porch, or patio and turn it into a work of art in just a couple of days. Is your garage floor so ugly you keep the door closed to prevent anyone from seeing it? We Do Epoxy can fix that. Stop living with ugly concrete. Call me today at 859-582-7920. That's Tony at 859-582-7920. are Trisden and Ray. Having lived and spent time on the coasts and in rural Appalachia, we feel like we have a unique perspective on most topics. Working to find the common sense middle in a country becoming more and more polarized. Welcome to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. What's up, Ray? Man, I think I left my water in my Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, I have to go without, I guess. Oh, I was just geez. sitting here looking. I don't remember bringing it in. Or... Let me take a look. It's always good to have water. And I could just talk, you know, while, while you're doing that. So, Ray, uh, looking for water. Can I, you've got a six, uh, how, how big is that? Uh, you know, 55.7 ounce. 50? Can you not share? I wish I could, man. I mean, you wish you could. I, I just don't want to. No, I can. But no, that Empty said, Jack Daniel bottles there. Pour it into that. That works. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I can go in. No, hour. you can. If that um, sucks. if you want to drink after me, I've had a bit of a sore throat. If you trust it, you're more than welcome to. It's fine, Tristan. Fine, <laughs> just fine. Um, also, just like pour it in the cat. No, the, what the, the kids do? Uh, what do they call it? Yeah, the uh, it? no, I'm fine. No, I just I really I, don't mind. I, I just have, I've played no, no. sports all my life. I, I don't mind sharing water. I just, I just had a sip of water before I came in. I'll I'll, I'll be fine. You know what? They also have water in the lobby here. Like That's just weird. I, I sat down because, like you, I always have water. I mean, two things about public speaking. Uh, no foreign objects in your mouth. And you should always have water handy, right? Which is a pretty good just lesson in life with the no foreign objects in your mouth. Also, I, you know, we can pause gone. it for 10 seconds where you grab water. No, 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 it's no problem. No, it's fine. I would pause it if I didn't no have worries. water. But, you know, listening to the intro is interesting because you say, um, you know, we've both spent time on the coast and now we're in, um, you know, rural Appalachia, which Richmond is sort of the foothills. Estill County, you know, just to the east of us, certainly the foothills of Appalachia. So that's fair. But for me, it was more than spent time on the coast. I mean, all my formative years were there. I, I was talking to Lucas the other day, uh, who I work with. He was born in 1987. Wow. And I moved here in 1988. So we basically spent the same amount of time yeah. in Kentucky, <laughs> which is pretty fascinating. But it just got me to thinking you know the good and bad in both places which obviously there is right there's good and bad of you could you could name the list but I, I mean i guess that's anywhere yeah good and bad in both and i think the problem is at least as i see it you know is again from somebody that spent time there and again for me it was i moved to appalachia when i was 5 years old and then would go back for a couple weeks a year for right. most of my life and so then spent I, some time in seattle right spent a couple summers in seattle yeah. coaching baseball um the problem is is that everybody thinks, like, if you're in Kentucky, you know, the coasts suck and screw their problems, and our problems are the only ones that matter, and then the people on the coast are like... Flyover country. Fuck those hillbillies. Our problems are real. We're the big cities. Their problems don't matter. So the problem is nobody really wants to sort of say... (laughs) We both have 
problems that, you know, like if you watch Fox News, it's all cities are hell and right. going oh to shit god. and oh my god. What I get such a kick out of is, you know, New York is, is prominent in that along with San Francisco and some of the other big cities, but every fucking one of them lives in New York, broadcast from New York. It's this hellhole that they can't wait to get out of, but boy, they sure love New York. You know, it's okay for me, but don't you come here. Right. Really? Oh, It's the same with the awful indoctrination of these, you know, Ivy League colleges, every fucking one of them you know, graduated from Harvard and Yale, and it's like you know, well, they're different now. If, you know, if, they they were fine. Oh, that, 10 that's years great ago. to see. Yeah, and if you can get into Harvard or Yale, go. Here, here's some here's some advice. Some, yeah. Go. Yeah. It is funny. Well, I'd say that about New Jersey. It's uh, you know, they claim and who kn- who knows how much of the yogiisms are actually true, but Yogi Berry used to say nobody ever comes to this restaurant. It's always too crowded. Well, that's the way I look at New Jersey. Everybody bitches and moans about New Jersey, but it's the most densely packed in, you know, de- densely populated state in the union, so somebody likes it. Yeah. The fact no, is there's just a fucking lot of money there. But, you know, uh, my buddy Paul, I-, I don't guess you ever met Paul. Ironically, he he is uh, he moved here from Elizabeth, New Jersey at 17, and you would never know this Drizzen. Paul has been here. He's a year older than me, so he's been here, whatever that is, 50 years, and uh, give or take, a little less. He's got a thick accent. Like Tommy could not believe he met Paul when we were when he was down. He's like he grew up in Elizabeth and Paul got a big not a big thick accent, but he's got got a little Kentucky twang. But all the nonsense was going on not nonsense, serious stuff with Israel and Hamas. And you know Paul's just a working guy like the rest of us. And he just said something that you know seemed so wise to me. He's like, man, I'm sure glad I'm tucked away in Richmond, Kentucky. There's something to be said for that too. Fair point. You know, right. when, when somebody's going to come fly a fucking plane in a building, they're not going to come Probably to Richmond. Not. Yeah. You know, unless the nerve gas, but it's all gone. Fair enough. But yeah, it kind of struck me. I was like, you know what? Yeah, the people on the coast can pick on it, but you are, you can kind of live, live your life down here sort of anonymously, which, yeah. for, which for some people isn't great, but it's fine for me. And again, if World War Three happens, not that we wouldn't be affected, but Look, we're not going to be the first place bombed. Like no. flyover country will not be flyover from the planes of the access <laughs> powers. Exactly. Look, they're taking out the coasts, and you know New York. Baltimore. Sorry about your luck. You you, you beat up beat us up for a long time. Now you're fine. You, you fucking want to live here at, at that point for sure. But, right. And and um, to segue a little bit, you know, one thing that I noticed this week, and there's so many people losing scholarships and losing jobs just for sort of talking about Israel Hamas. And it's like, man, and it's tough because again, as somebody with Israeli blood, like, of course you want to side, I guess, naturally with your people or whatever, you know, you don't want to think of, and I, and I certainly don't think of them as bad guys, but I think there is two sides. Like there is a discussion to be had without losing your job, right? Like, absolutely. When, look what what Hamas did was so fucking tragic and terrible, and the thought of literally baking babies and fucking laughing about it—I mean, that's the type of evil that that literally goes unimaginable and and undiscussed. Like, there's no nothing you could say to to justify burning a baby uh, to death, or you know, at all. But, I mean, this is fucking America. Can you not have the conversation without losing your job? And I think it's mostly people on the left, honestly, that sure. that are totally offended and can't speak. And, you know, if you dare say that Israel, you know, has a right as well, it's, oh, my God, you, you know, you, you anti-Arab, uh, you know, uh, uh, Islamophobe, you know, really? Yeah. I mean, now that said, um, I would love, personally love 
well, two things. I, I don't think one will ever happen. The other could, but the American media, you almost have to go to the British media, like the BBC. I would love to see an interview with five of the Hamas leaders to know sure. what their beef is. And the second uh, fantasy would be to have one come on the show. Wouldn't that and, be amazing? And, oh, fucking just talk to these guys and tell us what we don't know and tell us what it is. Because, you know, it's that old thing. I know I'm going to sound like a soft lefty here, but it's that story I tell about September 11th. You know, do you ever think about what these guys did that would cause them to fly their planes and kill themselves? No, never gave a thought to that. Don't give a shit. Okay. Might be the same with Hamas, but obviously something was going on with the way Israel was treating them to go and kill 12. I, Oh, so they say that in their charter is death to Israel. Israel can't survive. Okay, that's what you're going to hear from the Western media. It's what you're going to hear from Israel. And I'm not saying there's not truth to that. But I would like to know, because I think most people are about survival, finding some way to coexist, even if you don't like the person, the English and the Irish seem to have sort of figured it out. India, Pakistan, mm, Iran, Iraq. Um, but, you know, everybody at the end of the day wants to exist, right? You would think. Somewhat peaceably, yeah. even if they think that you're you know a heathen yeah and, and to me again i kind of you know as somebody that grew up you know fairly religious i do sort of go back and and this to me is where i kind of hit on religion a little bit hard because it does feel like again it's it's this medieval mindset of my god better than your god my god says we good here you know my god says we good here we must fight till everyone dead and to me it just sounds so ridiculous and like or like you're so from antiquated Kentucky. <laughs> well, I, I did leave out the adjectives, uh, but no, it, it's like, you know what? Like you literally can't just fucking sit down and broker yourselves a way out of this. Instead, it's no, uh, you must not exist because our Quran or Bible or whatever we worship says you don't deserve to be a human being. And, uh, you know, and the other side is, well, fuck you. Jesus said, this is all our land. So you have, you know, whatever you say doesn't make any sense. And like they can't both sit back and go, maybe this imaginary man in the sky that's telling us we must kill everybody could be a little bit bullshit and we should just move to Chicago. I, I just don't get it, man. It's it, to me, that's when religion gets a little crazy. And I love people that have faith. And to me, I, you know, like faith makes life so much easier. I mean, oh, yeah. when you're just 12 years old, I'm like, well, God's not going to let this bad thing happen to me. I'm just going to throw it at God. Oh, I wish Wonderful. I could find some more of that. That Wonderful. That is a great way to live your but life. But doesn't all that emanate from the extreme burden? And this is going to be a little deep, I think, a little philosophic, <laughs> Tristan, but um, on this day before Thanksgiving. But doesn't all that stem from the extreme burden that humans have to carry, unlike any other mammals, of the acknowledgement and realization of your own death, of your own demise. I mean, that's a fucking burden. And maybe yes. and, and maybe that's an evolutionary mistake. Maybe our intellect was never intended to grow to the place where we're aware of our own demise. But fuck, that's a lot to deal with. Dogs, cats, monkeys, they don't deal with that. No, they, if they're in a fight and they're cornered and they know their death may come, they're going to cry out and they don't like that. But they don't spend their life thinking about their inevitable end inevitable extinction and i think a lot of man's obvious insecurities and need to have religion grows out of that perhaps of perhaps evolutionary mistake man that's that's a fascinating question and it, because yeah realization you, of your own death is a bummer and it's one of those things i read an article once that said you literally cannot think about your own death for more than like two or three minutes in a row like your mind will not allow it interesting it will take you somewhere else how about that and it's you know and i've definitely found when i think about it like 
you know, and, and at what age do you have the self-realization of death, death, four, five, six years old, whatever it is. Yeah. But it literally just hangs there for your whole fucking life. It's very purgatorial. Yeah, that sure. You're just living the well, whole time. Could like be too. You that's, can't get too happy that, that's because funny, eventually Tristan. you're going to die. I have a very, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm losing the adjective, but I have a very r- r- uh, vivid remembrance of the first time I dealt with death. And it was Mr. Boyle up the street, Brud Boyle. I still remember his name. This probably would have been 68. And I used to pray every night with my dad, which is something I didn't carry on. Yeah, Yeah. which is something I didn't carry on with my own kids, which is terrible. Good for dad. And we'd say little prayers. And of course, it ended with, uh, I think it was, now I lay my my head to rest. If I die before I wake. Wait a minute, dad. Come on. That's a heavy load right there. That's not playing around. But but we'd say a couple prayers. We'd chat a little bit. And he was saying a prayer for Mr. Boyle. And he was probably 38 years old, got some kind of horrific cancer, whatever it was. And I remember a couple nights went by and we didn't say a prayer for Mr. Boyle. And I remember saying, a little kid, you know, seven, whatever. Hey, oh, dad, hey daddy, um, how come we stop praying? Shouldn't we say a prayer for Mr. Boyle? And I remember my dad saying to me, pal, he always called me pal, Mr. Boyle died. And it was like, well, what does that mean? I mean, right. he died. Like what? Like so? What a burden for the old man to have to deal with that, right? And I can't remember that, but but I do have a very definite recognition of that day, and that was sort of like the first died. Wait, (laughs) so you and mom will now die? You mean all that? And then you know, over the course of the next like three days, you have all these realizations, and then the rest of your life just kind of is mediocre after that. It is a hell of a burden. (laughs) It it really is a hell of a burden. You get here, and you're like. Here I am. This yeah. is great. You know, and, you know, yes, and I'm not level. fixated with death or, <laughs> sure, or anything like that. But it is. Uh, I never heard that though about not being able to think about your own death for two or three minutes. Yeah, it's it, it is. It's just an odd construct that we are the only being on the planet, as far as I know, that is uh, that is um, able to be aware of their own demise. And it's kind of a. It's just a heavy. It's a lot. It's heavy. No, and and this is kind of deep in lefty kind of craziness. But I, I don't want to debate with you, obviously, because I don't know. But are you sure that other organisms I don't. don't? I don't. Like, I think I'm I've read that, but no, I, 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 no, I'm not. I so I, I don't know that, but I have. That read is the that, perception. That, that, that's yeah. what scientists tell you, right? But how the fuck do they know? Yeah. That? Well, that's true. No, no. There's this great online video that I saw. Well, once I, of well, a, I'm sorry to interrupt oh, you, ahead. but if you think about the way animals react, you could make the argument. So when the shark comes in, the other fish split. Why? Because they know he's bringing bad things. Now, are they cognitively aware that their death is imminent? I don't know, but their instinct tells them to get the fuck out of there. So right. it's sort of related, right? Yeah. So, and there's a, a video online I was going to mention that um, I don't know what this means, but there, uh, like, there's a turkey I think that got hit in the middle of the road. You may have seen it, and these turkeys all just sort of gather around it in this circle. Oh wow! And it's very reminiscent of like a funeral or something, ah. and it's so weird, and it's just like. How are they cognizant enough even to make this circle around their fallen comrade? What does it mean? What are they thinking? Or do they have a concept of thought? Right. I don't know, man. I mean, that's elephants. I think I think it's very similar with elephants and, um, you know, even a mother cow when they when they take the calf away is is upset. So I don't know if that's an awareness of you know the 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 calf's demise. But yeah, so so that that's that's fair. But again, I we humans are certainly and 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 in a certain way. You know, you could make an argument that religion was invented to pretend we never die. Sure. <laughs> 
but man, it's uh, the comforting. Rationale, it, it's extremely comforting, Fuck but yeah. the rationale. But I think the problem is like so many other things. It's and again, hide your kids. Let me give a five second pause. If you've got children, for they should never be listening two. to the show. But if they are, move them away immediately or pause us. But uh, uh, like once you know Santa Claus is fake, right? Like then that becomes your you bastard. <laughs> But it's the whole thing. You're like, oh, man, you see, you've been lying the yes, whole time. Yes, Tris, then there is a Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, well, that's very true. I mean, but then the alternative to that is, oh, I'd never want to lie to my child. Well, first of all, we do that all the time. Whatever it happens to be, you're the best. I mean, Modern Family covers that great. I was watching a repeat the other night. And, yeah. you know, uh, hot, sexy Colombian Gloria is always protecting Manny from everything. And he makes this thing. for. It was a Thanksgiving show, this centerpiece. And it's just hideous and god awful. <laughs> and Jay wants to tell him that it's hideous. No, no, you do not tell him no absolutely not well yeah it's hideous and got there's things he's good at he ain't good at this right so let's tell him but you know um so so there, there's all of that but yeah it's um it's it's a really interesting thing and and if you think too much about it tris then you will drive yourself insane so it's best well, just not to well and, and i love like my favorite thing as dude with no kids ever is like uh sunday morning quarterback parenting but like on how people parent their kids sure. with no experience, obviously. Sure. So it's such a douche move, but I just love it. But here's the thing. Again, reality hits you at a certain point as a child. You know, if you're not articulate enough to tell your child at eight, nine, 10, whatever years old that yes, I, Santa Claus doesn't exist as an actual person that flies around the world, but there is a spirit of a sort of a St. Nicholas sure. and that's what we celebrate. Sure. And we wanted to just allow you to be a fucking kid. And, and you enjoy say you this. have that conversation at like 11, 12. Yeah, I don't know what the, what the I age think people, is. Yeah. It's, it's in there somewhere. Cause, but, cause but, people talk themselves into like another year. Yes. They're 10 and they're right. like, wait a minute, yeah. man, some name right here. But fuck those people <laughs> that tell your kids at five years old. Well, right? We're not going to like, that, like that's, the, look, the, the, you know, you're going to die. The world is going to be so bad for so long. If a little fib is going to allow them to just believe in magic for a couple years, what's the harm? But that's really an interesting transgression. What you just brought up. And it's hypothetical. Cause uh, Patty and I raised two and I don't ever recall having to deal with this, but could you imagine the fucking balls on somebody who cho chose to raise their child by never lying? That's what I was saying before. Um, and, you know, we're going to be very honest. Tell them there's no Santa Claus and told your kid at age five. You, uh, and you, you know that's, that you got to fight. Right. I mean, that's just bullshit. Because you know those kids, if they're going to school, you know, they're not going to keep that secret. Right. Everybody's I mean, talking about Santa Claus and writing lists. Well, actually, everybody. or Santa Claus is imagination. Mommy yeah. told me it's what, all made up. I'm sure happened? that's happened. Never happened to us. Oh, yeah. And, and there's always one kid, I'm sure, in every second grade class that's coming. Usually a little Jew. No. I'm just <laughs> wow. <laughs> they, and that's why Hamas <laughs> is so fucking mad. They just want to believe in Santa. Yeah, I can see that. I don't, I'm not sure that's right. Maybe to that's to give true. you an indication of the children that I raised, Brielle is now, uh-oh, uh uh-oh, uh like Peter Griffin. Oh, here we go. Brielle's 32. Is that right, Brie? 91, <laughs> 01, 11, 21. She is 32. And one time she said, you'll, you'll like this. Because Vinny, my late brother-in-law, used to say, Brielle, you should write comedy. She said, and this is hers as far as I know, Tris. Do you know what the problem with Christianity is? What's that? Not enough suicide bombers. <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty intense, huh? <laughs> That's hilarious. She also said if she <laughs> that had... That is good, Brielle. She Very also, good. She also said if she had a, a special needs child, you can use the R word if you want, could she name... I would not. Could she name him Mulligan? 
Oh my God, you're going to have to explain. A do over. Oh, Mulligan. wow. Yeah. The golf course. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's, that's pretty rough. That's pretty hey. <laughs> let me let me mention this. Today is uh, we're recording this on November twenty second. Does that date mean anything to you? Oh, it does, but it's not hitting me. Uh, so it's my brother's fifty ninth birthday. So happy birthday, Tom! And tell him happy birthday. Hey, Tom! Thanks for listening, man. However, it is also important historically because sixty years ago today, JFK was assassinated. Well, that's it. Eleven twenty two sixty three. Right. So my brother <laughs> always said he was the reincarnated John F. Kennedy, born a year <laughs> to the day after JFK. Nice. Which, if JFK had a giant forehead and a tiny penis, then yes, he's the reincarnated JFK. I spent a lot of time with. That's brother. pretty good. But. Um, I don't know if you ever knew. Uh, did you ever see these parallels? And they're they're really interesting. And I I know a couple, but um, there's like a dozen of them. Tristan, um, uh, Lincoln, both Lincoln and Kennedy, Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy, were preceded by presidents named Johnson, Andrew Johnson, oh, yeah. and LBJ. I You've seen, seen all that. Yes. Um, Kennedy or Lincoln's uh, personal assistant was Kennedy, Mary Kennedy, I think. And Kennedy's personal assistant's name was Lincoln, yes. Rosemary Lincoln. Yeah. Um, both shot by men with three names, yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald, John Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln in a theater, was arrested in a warehouse. Um, Oswald shot Kennedy from a warehouse, was arrested, arrested in, theater. in a theater. Yeah. Um, the night before Lincoln was killed, he was in Monroe, Maryland. And the night before Kennedy was killed, he was in Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> no, that one is not true. Hey, that's pretty but good. But the other three are true. And, and yeah. there's like 10 of those things. I think I think Marilyn Monroe died in 62, so it couldn't be true. But um, yeah, it's a weird weird little thing with JFK. And I, you know, I grew up Irish Catholic, so the fucking Kennedy family was, you know, just, you know, renowned in my house. So I know a lot about them. And, and it's still, you know, I mean, I, I guess at this point, we just got to go with Oswald shot Kennedy. Um, but, but crazy, just, um, you know, you got to give, we came through. It wasn't Ted Cruz's dad. We came through September 11th. And we came through eight years of a black president, and there were no shootings at president. So you have to think that things have really Secret Service has up their ante. You know, you had a black Agreed. guy president for eight years, never even somebody shot. Somebody wanted at. to shoot him. Yeah, somebody wanted to shoot Trump also. Probably. Like you know, there's plenty of people on the far fringes that were, were not happy about the. You know, a those, road that I would never, you know, even course. consider. Yeah, unless given the chance, fix it. Well, yeah, <laughs> never. There might course. be somebody listening to this show. <laughs> Well, look, even if so we, we just, find out. even if we just get listens from the Secret Service and the, it, it, yeah, I'm fine with that. No, if I met Mr. Trump, I would be respectful. I would, would refer to him as president. I just don't want to see him reelected. You would not have a plastic gun hidden in a belt. I would not. No. And and you can make threats to an ex president, right? Or is it just current president? Not that we're making threats, uh, but with yeah, the legality of that, they're probably going to talk to you. I mean, they still have Secret Service protection. So, yeah. and how about uh, Mrs. Carter? May she rest in peace. Oh, and sad. and old Jimmy. I mean, talk about a guy who just keeps giving the middle finger to the Grim Reaper. Yeah. He was under hospice care like in April. Yeah, and outlives his wife. I mean, gosh, he I is. thought for sure he would go first. I thought she would come soon after, but yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Isn't and, it? and I will say, I bet he goes pretty quick. Probably so now. Yeah. And to, to uh, your brother being sort of the reincarnate. 59 last year in your fifties, man. <laughs> oh God. Enjoy it while you can. Uh, I was born in 1980 just after John Lennon was killed. So I consider myself. What's your birthday? June 13th, 1980. 
just before, actually. Was it just he, before? He was killed in December, so yeah. So I'm a pre-incarnated yeah, you're John pre-incarnated Lennon. Yeah, pre-incarnated John Lennon. Gosh, I remember that night. Howard Cosell broke oh, the news. Yeah, Monday yeah, Night Football, Yeah, right? Monday Night Football, because there was no internet, there was nothing, and then Cosell, we have, I used to do a decent Cosell. Howard Cosell, but he said, uh, we, we have, but I think they reported first uh, Beatle John Lennon shot, and then Cosell came on and said, um, you know, he confirmed that Lennon was dead. Yes, during Monday Night Football, which was how most of America heard about John Lennon's death. Yeah. What a psychic. And actually, my brother and I went to, I think that was 7th or 8th of December, and Tommy and I went into Manhattan, still living in Jersey then. I don't know if you knew I lived in Jersey for a time. Hang on. You uh, lived in New I Jersey? I did, just for a short time. Uh, we, it was worst traffic I've ever been in my life. They held a uh, memorial at um, Strawberry Fields in Central Park that we were going to go to. Never even got within probably five blocks of Central, but most fucking traffic wow. I've ever seen in my life. Finally came back through the tunnel and went home. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and let outpouring f- to, to John. That's and good. And let me full circle that a little bit to go back to the religious crazies and that uh, we don't have any suicide bombers of the Christian faith. But that's the reason Lennon was killed was because he had made some comments that the Beatles were bigger than Jesus. Now, imagine a comment that dull. At least that's. From many you reports, as to, yeah. he has said that that's why he he took them out because he was like a, a youth pastor at some point. Was he? And was, was deep in Hinkley? Hinkley, yeah, yeah, in religion. Or was it Hinkley, who shot Reagan? Then? Hinkley was Reagan. Hig- Hinkley yeah, was that, Reagan. That was uh, oh, yeah, Chapman. Yeah, Mark David they, Chapman. Mark David Chapman. Yeah. Is that right? I'm not sure. I, I will Google it. I think that's right. But supposedly part of that, he was a, a very religious guy who also had some pretty severe emotional problems. I'm not sure I ever heard that. But that was one of I, the, I knew he had severe emotional problems, yeah. and I knew about- um, It was just some of those comments. Like, he was a big fan. Well, I definitely like, knew wanted about, to be remembered with him, and then also at the same time felt like he shouldn't have said the things about Yeah, being, Mark David Chapman. Okay, yeah. Chapman but, remained at the scene following the shooting, made no attempt to flee or resist. Huh wild these days he would have put on a fucking uh bulletproof vest at an ak and taken out all of central park this is the time where we pause as ray reads this in fact see proving that you can't do two things at once let's take a little commercial break while ray finishes up this wikipedia insert about mark david chapman and listen to a little bit from our sponsors and then we'll come Can back. I come back with one quote from John? yeah we'll, we'll talk I'll about what you read together. right after the pause for a commercial break Hello. According to our research, you like podcasts. Well, if you have a passion, mission, or story, you should have your own podcast. And I have a resource you might be interested in. Go to frontporchstudios.com slash products and services. You'll see how Front Porch Studios can help you enter the world of podcasting. Again, that's frontporchstudios.com slash products and services. Thank you for your time. Goodbye. Welcome back. That's so funny that I proved to my own self and everyone else proves I couldn't do two things. I just went away from you because <laughs> I was reading. But uh, this ties it all together. So John Lennon, what did John Lennon have? What did John Lennon have to say about death? You know, obviously before he was shot. I'm not afraid of death because I don't believe in it. It's just getting out of one car and into another. Wow. It's another way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the reincarnation thing. Yeah. The thought of dying sounds pretty unpleasant, of course, as it would for everybody, because we all want to live just by nature of being a living organism. 
but right. it didn't suck before we were born, so there's no True. reason to think it will suck after, right. at and least I, consciously. Exactly right. And I would think that, again, evolution being what it is, literally billions, billions of souls, I mean, millions today, will depart this mortal coil. So you would think that evolutionary, your body protects you. Like the process of dying. I have a friend now who's fighting pancreatic cancer, and I think the battle's coming to a close, and it's fucking terrible. His name is Tracy, if you want to keep a good thought for him. He's Absolutely. just one of the great guys, and he did the liquor audit at Galaxy, and we became fast friends. He's a year older than me, and it's just it's just really sucks to watch people die. Fuck you. Patty and I went up a week ago, and he's down to 122 pounds, and his highs are all hollowed out, and goddamn, he's still fighting and trying. I know he wants to make it through Christmas. But it's just very difficult to watch that. But the point, at, so that's very hard, and you're aware of it, and he's aware of his demise. But the point at which you actually take your last breath, I think there's some kind of protection there. I don't think it's, it, it can't be horrible. I, Shouldn't be horrible. I feel as though evolutionarily, there's so. something in your brain that's going to make that not as I bad think as so. you think. Right. Yeah. I, I do agree with that. Exactly. And and it is inevitable. You know, it's a, to me, Tristan, the death show, the show on <laughs> death. Happy Thanksgiving, if everybody. There is, if there Happy is, holidays. If there is anyone still listening, you have our apologies. But to me, there's... The Tristan and Ray show has caused 14 suicides the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Perfect. Jesus Christ. That's right. No Sorry, more. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, but hey, we, we talk. Um, Second half of the show, child molestation. <laughs> Come for the homophobia, stay for the racism. But to me, there are three facets to death. And then and then I promise we'll change the subject. <laughs> there, There is the death my dad had at age 84, where he had lived a great life, basically on his day. You know, he suffered a stroke, lasted two weeks, died two weeks later. And on his deathbed, in and out of uh, lucidity, he actually at one point said, I've led a great life with his family gathered. Can't ask for more than that. No. And yes, you're sad. It's very hard to say goodbye to your dad, but kind of a natural death, if you will. There's the loss of my brother-in-law or my mom, both in their 50s, one from a stroke, one from cancer, watched her die. Terrible thing to do, just like I said about Tracy. Um, and those, they've had years stolen. That's like the second tier to me. Sure. You, you got... Yeah. decades of your life taken and then the most tragic is a child yeah you know to me that's kind of like the three tiers of death yeah yeah i, I think that's dead on and even as somebody dead on. Who, I got without it. a without kids of course but like when you see parents lose children oh. and you know one of my comedy heroes uh within the last week or so dana carvey lost a son he did, who's man, not a small child that. But, yeah, it's like, like 32, 32 but so fucking brutal pretty young and you know accidental overdose but yeah yes. like just yeah, my heart can't go out enough to people who've you know experienced that, and, and that's it's not why, the natural order. And that's why there may be no better charitable group in the entire country than Memphis's St. Jude's. I yeah. mean, it's, if you can't give fifty bucks to St. Jude's, <laughs> just fuck it, try it on the other side. That's it. Cash your chin in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's we, fair. I mean, it's just amazing the work they do. Yeah, I agree. And the and the parents never see a nickel. Yeah, you know, so they take all. You know, financial donations. And, well, I mean, all strata. You know, yeah. you can be the poorest or the wealthiest. And, you know, I'm sure the wealthy is going to make a nice donation. But, yeah, it's crazy. True. And they just do amazing work. Really amazing. Yeah. So you said that we were going to stop talking about debt. So, well, except I guess Trump lost a sister, which is a nice segue. And this has been maybe a week, week and a half ago, right? Yeah. Or a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I don't know if you've studied or, you know, seen much on this. It wasn't no, a big I news just knew story. She, no, I knew she had passed. But, and again, man, I know sometimes you're not as close to your siblings maybe as other families. Sure. But here's something that 
is a thing that, and you're not on social media, but this is something that I'm pretty conscious of. Like if I know somebody, certainly a family member, you know, if, if somebody is lost from the family or even if somebody goes through a bad breakup or if somebody's hospitalized, like I think the normal flow of consciousness tells you you're not going to post like ridiculous jokes on Facebook for the next couple of weeks because it seems kind of like disrespectful sure. if like your sister died or Absolutely. whatever. So, Oh no, the, did he do the this? one? Well, the one thing that I saw about this and it may have been on Seth Myers or somebody, but it was like the day his sister died and they sort of went through his truth, social tweets or whatever you call them. And like, they were all, you know, either shitting on a judge or, you know, these evil Democrats or, you know, whatever. But it, like this whole day, like, how are you so self-absorbed that you don't understand the gravity of losing a sister, even if you guys weren't close? And again, this is one thing that I think may be a little more exclusive, not even to Republicans, but certainly to Trump and the MAGA sort of faithful to be so self-absorbed that you literally lose your sister and you fucking aren't even going to say like prayers to my family or, you know, whatever <laughs> thoughts and prayers to my sister's family. And without a, just an ounce of empathy, right? Just no, no empathy. And th that is the, like, he's on, like, again, this is a guy who doesn't read. This is a guy who's never owned a dog. And this is a guy mm. who on the day of the death of his sister, didn't take the time to post a man. It stinks about my sister. And not only did he not post about her went off the rails politically. I don't understand how so, people can love this man. If you go back, then that's what lends itself to. Um, I, I don't have much respect for John McCain. He was he was captured. I like uh, warriors who were never captured. Really, <laughs> that's what you say. And then I think they were taking it, 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 it to another level where he said, you know, the people that are killed. I, you know, I mean, really, yeah, just no empathy. I, I, I don't know, Tristan. It's all such a mystery. And and these are things. <laughs> You know, these are things that are all common knowledge. Like, this is not like, oh, man, I didn't realize that Trump was like this. So that's to right, me like why. Right, like, when, right. There should be no revelation there. When you see the, the Republican Party trying to push towards a DeSantis or a Trump light, for example, maybe same policy, but without kind of the craziness, which it's never going to work. But I do at least understand that push because that is just a rough, you know, idea to get behind somebody that wouldn't even even if you're estranged even if you don't like your sister personally like the optic of that politically or as a human being like if my if trisden's sister which i don't have died and like you know the, that same day i'm doing this podcast with you and i'm telling fart jokes that's a little bit douche there's some douchebaggery there yeah like, sure there is you know absolutely cool. disrespectful as you said but yeah. it is it is amazing really really the most amazing um part of the entire Trump dynamic is everything you just said is true. And yet his most faithful backers, the strongest MAGA people are evangelicals who you would think would be the most empathetic of all the people exactly. or, or would probably certainly, exactly. you know, market themselves as such. And that connection is mind boggling. So I guess it comes back to, Oh, we're off of death and back to politics, death and <laughs> politics. That's the two and religion. So the, the things you're literally never supposed to talk about. And then <laughs> the like show yeah. that talks about everything you don't. Are you um, looking for a reason to be a little bit more depressed this holiday season? Tune in to extreme right. common sense. But, you know, I guess it's that middle finger to the libtards. That's all I can imagine is that, you know, the cultural warriors who think that America's going to a place of um, decay and this guy is going to save them from that. I guess that's the attraction. 
I guess, man. And, you know, and we all find ourselves in that spot where we find some of these politicians despicable. Some of the people that, you know, are extreme, you know, even that aren't politicians. For example, the January Sixers, we find them to be, uh, oh, what was the word Hillary Clinton used? The despicables? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Deplorables. There you go. So, like, like we all have our biases. And, and, you know, and I'm sure those same people find some of the, you know, the Republicans find our people on Absolutely. the far left despicable or deplorable, whatever. But again, such a large majority of folks on both sides are just good people that you hate to see that Republicans hate Democrats so mercilessly that they would be willing to vote for that guy because it doesn't feel like there's much else to offer other than the fuck those people from him. And we're going to do everything we can to just shit on those people. Yeah, and they, I, I mean, so that's sad because I I miss just being my fellow Americans with slightly different opposing views. It's a, the divide is strong. I mean, it's just an interesting time. But I guess when one time some week can combine religion and politics. I guess when one side thinks these are all the um, uh, fulfilling of the biblical prophecies, then okay, that's a kind of a hard thing to really get much inroad on. Yeah, it's that's just true. very tough. Yeah, very the decay of American society. That's all predicted in the Bible. Well, first of all, what's the decay? The decay is that we're trying to treat people with a bit of respect. That's the biggest part of the decay. Well, I goes, mean, neither you nor I. I mean, let's just throw our cards on the table. Call a spade a spade. Neither you nor I exactly understand the whole transgender issue. It's confusing as fuck. I, I, I wish it were being more. It would be more better. I wish it was being better explained by our friends on the left, the, the the pushers of it. But, you know, as we've talked about on this show, I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to, you know, help me help you kind of thing. And you don't I'm have to run around to... screaming names at them or anything. You just don't understand it. It's just no, it's, it's a very bit... confusing. I wasn't raised with it. It's it's a very hard thing. You know, it's uh, definitely not your generation of normality. It's not our not. generation of normality, right? Which is yeah. a terrible word, I'm sure. How dare you? You just called me abnormal. Well, it is a bit abnormal. Well, no, and that's not you know? what I was saying. I think it's just abnormal. Well, I will. How you grew I mean, up? It, yeah. Well, no. But I mean, you can say it however you want. But you can make an appeal to the people who find that confusing in a in a very um, a demagogic way. That's so. A part of that is happening too. I mean, there's plenty of people in this country, and I'm not saying these are bad people for whom. You know, this stuff is nonsense and it has to end is appealing. Yes. You know, I yeah. mean, it's just the way it is. Sure. So, you know, uh, the opposition is, you know, and, and I guess 15 years ago that was homosexuality. And, of course, there's still people for whom homosexuality is something they find wrong. <laughs> and if you made that appeal, it would work. Yeah. So you got to kind of work through those things. That's the cult. That's basically the, and of course, abortion and guns. That's the epitome of the culture wars are basically those issues. Yeah. So if you are fervently, I, I guess, I guess in this long winded way, which is me um, trying to see that association to evangelicals and this, and the right wing movement, as Trump, Trump represents the MAGA movement, I guess it would be those issues. Yeah. I just, and I don't know. I can't think of any example on social issues in my lifetime and certainly being a studier and follower of media going back since the existence of the TV and radio where things socially have went more conservative. You know, like you went to a point on TV where you can have women kissing and then it goes back to women cannot kiss on TV anymore. Or, you know, in the 50s, 
married couples slept in separate beds on sitcoms. Well, You're not going to go back. So are you saying that social media has actually forced some conservatism upon us? Some, no, and I think the No, I was going to say that's a really interesting point if you're saying that like like we're in an age where we're sort of moving backwards and that's it's always been progress well no i think my point is is that you've never seen it go backwards yeah and so why the fervent fight to insist upon going backwards yeah i think when we're saying the same never, thing okay yeah, i think we're saying the same thing right no that's an interesting point and i'm sure if you looked at the 200 plus year history of america there's been uh, you know evangelical movements i think the late 1800s there was one and and i'm sure people at that time were saying wait wait you know we've made some progress now you're moving back so it might not be unprecedented but it's it's an interesting thing it's kind of like with this we do know the supreme court never took rights away i think in its history up until this dobbs decision the anti-abortion decision the the supreme court's job is to codify rights codify rights not to take fucking rights away so that's pretty big so if that's part and parcel of what you're talking about that's pretty fucking interesting well that is fascinating and yeah, it's. I don't know. It, could we be in that situation where <laughs> that the work is going so strong that we could start socially going backwards? Gays not marrying, maybe interracial couples at some point not marrying. Like it's what people how, on the left are saying can happen. Now, how does that happen, Tristan? Well, it happens with a fascism. It happens through fascism. Fascism being anti-democracy. Not right. that you know. Not that, that. Not that it's somebody who comes in, you know, with, with a gun and and there's a coup and you know because Western democracies, Hungary, Poland, they're typically not taken over by a military coup. They're taken over by a leader who appeals to what we were just talking about and it's not very democratic but then you have to ask yourself which is the question for america right now the preeminent question the question above all else is how many americans actually fervently believe in american democracy and and you might be shocked at that number because scary if you look and say that that democracy brought you homosexual union brought you transgender uh, folks flaunting their lifestyle if it brought you abortion legal in 50 states if it brought you whatever it brought you then maybe there is too much democracy maybe we need to rein that in with a strong man who believes more the way i do well yes you can say that and there's probably some folks on the right that would say we want trump and we don't care how we get him we just want our fucking man but think about this at the same time. If you get a strongman leader and democracy goes away, guess what else is going to go away? Guns. You know what? Because they're not going to want Democrats with access to guns when you look, America will not be America anymore. So some of these things on the right that you're a pretty big fan of might go away as well. So just keep in mind when you, you want your strongman leadership, to, that it's not going to just go your way. I hope I do this justice. And it's a very it's a visual and you can probably Google it. I think Andrew at work showed it to me. So there's, there's these two militant gun owners, white guys, kind of redneckish. And they're they're They've each got a long ride with them and they're talking about gun rights in America and don't you ever come for my guns and yada yada and this black dude shows up in full armor he's got like the nine yards across him with the weapon with the guns and he's got a big and he's and he's right there with him he's like yeah that's right me and yeah. my brothers are never giving up our guy and the white guy kind of looks and goes uh, how many brothers you got <laughs> all of a sudden they're starting to be like wait a minute not everybody should be armed to the teeth that's hilarious <laughs> oh it's great that's a great skit have that. you seen it yeah. oh it's fantastic yeah, yeah. Where are we um, going? Yeah, I've got our gun. How many brothers you got? I remember that. Yeah. Oh, man. And they just get more and more like less motivated with their guns. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. It's like, wow, wait a minute. Right. 
So yeah, and I think people just everybody wants their side but to win. You said Democrats having guns. That's funny. Yeah, you pissed well, off. You well, pissed off these lovers in democracy, and they're all armed. Yeah, right. And we, look, we, we all, <laughs> people don't think about the unintended consequences. Look, it's nice to have a democracy. We're very lucky. I think so. To to have had a democracy, a pretty good governing way. Yeah. So I mean, again, you think I want my guy. But I don't think that's going to, you know, that's not going to equal long-term betterment of our country and happier folks at least. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's arguable. I think Singapore has been run by the same family for like five generations, like like Korea, except these are benevolent dictators. I can't tell you the family name, but we did have a, a Singapore employee, a Manoho, Aho. Uh, um, and we talked a bit about Singapore, and then I read about it. And Singapore is kind of the jewel of the Asian world. All the rest of the countries, even China, looks at Singapore because it's kind of pretty much first world, and the people are well taken care of. I don't know. Is there a place for a benevolent dictator? You, you know, somebody, an empathetic, heartfelt individual who says, my way or the highway? Like, you know, the whole caning thing. You remember that great oh, joke? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. familiar. The them in Singapore. The, for for spitting gum out. It was for gum. <laughs> right. So. And that comedian, I can't remember his. He said uh, it was a whole international incident. You were old enough to remember yeah. it, late nineties, as I recall. Early, maybe mid. Uh, American yeah. kid goes over to Singapore, uh, spits his gum out. I don't even know that, right. and they cane his ass. That's it. And the father goes over, and he's irate, and and this comedian is telling it this way, and he says uh, the, the Singapore official said the, the, the father said to the Singapore official, "You don't understand. My son attention uh, suffers from attention deficit disorder." <laughs> and the Singapore official said, "Oh, he's going to pay plenty of attention now." <laughs> <laughs> Which, right? You know, it's funny. I'm sure there's very little crime in that society. I would think very little. Yeah. So, you know, and if that's the punishment for spitting your gum out, like you don't want to find out. Amano, like, you know, Amano said he failed a test and they put him on a fucking stage in front of the other kids. Now they don't strip you naked, but they cane you through your clothes. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me! Wow. Like in a in a gathered assembly. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> now, is that a tad too draconian? Yeah, but my point is there are some different systems. That system seems to work pretty well for the Singaporeans. Yeah, unless you ask the guy that just got, just got caned or his fucking toes chopped off or, <laughs> See, you know, for running away. See, I don't know away, or, to that place. That's, yeah, I don't, I don't that's know. That's a little more in the, you know, that's a little more in the fucking Middle East. Drawn in middle ages. for stealing some Yeah, bread. no, I'm not advocating that, <laughs> but, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. We believe yeah. that here in America for years and years. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe that's looked at as antiquated and how out of touch you are but was there some wisdom in that in those words i mean i think you have to parent i'm not advocating yeah. for corporal punishment right. but i am asking there are there are good parents in, in my mind who have used corporal punishment for a very long time uh are there parents and certainly situations with kids where you can be a, a great parent without yeah i think probably especially sure. nowadays sure. there's a lot more ways to parent but again I, you do have to parent and you see more often than not, or very often, kids that just aren't parented at all that are Absolutely just little not. shits all over right. the place. So That's right. I'm not, and again, it seems to be I'm not saying you need to go beat the kid up or whatever, but no, I, I, parent. Patty and I didn't use our hands much at all. I think Raymond can recall one time in particular when I whacked him with a fucking uh, coat hanger, <laughs> and he, he he remembers that. I but yeah, no, we we did not. <laughs> you know use a free hand but occasionally here and there and yeah we did and uh, you know do you remember why you hit him with the coat hanger i think i was just teasing him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what, i just want to see if it would hurt nice 
<laughs> no, I, I actually don't. But I mean, I could count literally on one hand the number of times that yeah. we, um, you, you know, that that we ever raised our hands to our kids, and I think they turned out pretty well. Well, and I would say I this some too, twisted senses of humor, but yeah, well, well which is great. Yeah. I, I, in my mind, corporal punishment, <clears throat> if used in that way, and it's such a rare situation that you know you've done something that you really need to sit back and think about and again it's not beating the shit out of a kid but a little bit of corporal punishment three or four times through your childhood so you know you've really done something that you really need to think about i think that's right i mean look i can't argue against that i mean i would like to think again mr non-parent i'd love to think i could go 18 years and never smack a kid's hand but it's easy to say when you got no kids. Yeah, I know. I've like I've got my swatted my dogs with a newspaper a few times when right. they're fucking up. So, right. well, who's to and say they, it wouldn't be a similar situation? And they learn. But my, my parents never took a hand to, to us either. I mean, I can recall a couple incidents. One where my mom tried to hit me with a belt. And I think she cried harder than I did. And I remember my dad, who was going through some things in the early seventies, and I had left a probably a sneaker or some kind of shoe and he tripped on it in the living room. I don't think he intended. He, he picked it up. He was a decent athlete and he fucking winged it and hit me right in the head. Oh, and I think he felt terrible. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I agree. It's um, it, it's all things being equal. It's better to keep your hands off a child, but every once in a while, the swap with the newspaper, then they know, wow, that was something I shouldn't have done. Yeah. So yeah, certainly could can agree with that. And again, I, I think used it, to being in schoolrooms, the fucking teachers. Now oh, that's probably. I grew up much. with that. I Getting got a whack. I got the old nuns the, in uh, Catholic school hit you with the ruler on the knuckles. They used to have these big paddles on the walls in my elementary school. Now you, you could argue that go was get maybe the paddle. Too. Wow, how about that? I, yeah. Again, though, you know, I, <laughs> are you going to pay plenty of attention now? Oh yeah, I mean, I got hit <laughs> at school. Probably half dozen times, and maybe at home once or twice, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, oh, no, at school, I, ne- I, I never recall getting hit at school. That's uh, crazy. I remember it was going into like fourth or fifth grade. Paddled your ass. Paddled my ass. Wow. That they sort of passed that law in Virginia that I think they just took it completely out of schools. Right. Obviously, I'm Corporal sure there's punishment. plenty of weirdos that were abusing that. Possibly. I don't know. The, Possibly. Know, all the details. That's but that's true too. Going into fourth or fifth grade, it was nice to see that go away because I certainly. You know, rambunctious little boys, you're going to get in trouble for doing dumb stuff. And, you know, periodically, here's some 50-year-old teacher just whacking your ass for two minutes in front of the class. Bizarre. That's bizarre. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So, happy show. You got anything that makes us laugh? (laughs) Well, I I wrote down, and I'll just touch on it because I've had it on my list forever to just touch on hitchhiker stories. I don't know if if you had any hitchhiker stories. I had a couple. But, you know, I think hitchhiking was huge in, like, the 60s and 70s. What got you on that? Just a complete lack of topics, and I just, I think maybe I was watching a TV show that had a hitchhiker on there, and I just thought, oh, what the hell? Did you ever do any? I have, well. Very limited if you did. Not sort of the stereotypical walking up the interstate with my thumb out, but I've certainly bummed a ride with people that I didn't know. Right. So, kind of. Kind of. And more of my stories would probably be more picking up people. Right. Randomly. Right. But, uh and and you did not have any for on air consumption. Um, I if I thought probably. I I mean I never really picked up a lot of hitchhikers honestly. Um, trying to think maybe when I did. Yeah, nothing that really comes to mind. I've probably got three little like I don't know if they're worth telling on air, but I, when I moved out of the house at seventeen years old to go to community college, uh, I lived in a dollar a month like. I don't know what you call it, like a project, kind of, but not uh, apartment. So it was up on in Big Stone Gap, Virginia, Mountain Empire Community College. And there was this big, like, 
mile and a half hill that you just drive up to get to like eight apartment complexes and then the apartment complexes are lined with a fence and that starts the, the a big prison that was there in big stone oh wow so that's where i lived during my year at, at uh at big stone gap uh mountain empire and uh one day i was going down the hill and there was a guy thumbing and typically i was pretty good to pick up a thumber you know i i probably did it a dozen times in my life never really had any trouble but uh this guy just seemed odd and uh you know i asked him where he was going he's like well you know i'm just going down here to the pharmacy he's like i just got out of the mental hospital oh great and he was and it was just one of those things you know i was 17 years old and i just thought maybe this isn't always the best idea uh one time i caught a ride with a guy uh i was working at sears probably within the same year of that first story and uh I, I don't know i was getting a car worked on or something and the guy was like yeah i'll give you a ride and uh, he pulls out a gun from the center console, which was kind of more commonplace back home. Like, you definitely know right. shortage of guns. Right. But it's still like, you still notice, sure, even when you're gun. used to them, you yeah. notice. And uh, starts preaching to me. Oh, and wow. he's just like, yeah, if you're going to ride with me, I'm going to preach to you the whole time. And it was just kind of bizarre. And the gun was just to reinforce that you listened? They're like, this is my truck. I'm going to say whatever I want, and you're going to sit there and listen. <laughs> you remember his preaching? Uh, not a word, no. Other than what a other fucking than, weirdo. Well, that well let me get out this. of this car. Yeah, I do have one. I actually this is this is a kind of an amazing story. I had an old '67 Chevy that had been totaled, uh, Chevy Malibu, not a '57, a '67, very utilitarian <laughs> nice. car. And Dad had been in an accident, and it was totaled. And Ben Zangara was the next door neighbor who owned a body shop, and he got the doors working. I might have been driving that fucking car when I met Patty. I mean, hideous. Nice. And I had literally gone. I had bought a. Um, a not a Pinto, a Mustang too. Remember those little oh, ship yeah. boxes? And I was uh, changing the uh, plates and, and I'm paying at motor vehicle. And I was going to drive back and bring the Chevy to the junkyard and put the plate on the Mustang. And honest to God, like the car knew back to death, its life was over. It died on Route 23. <laughs> it's just dead. So I literally took the plate off it, started walking up the interstate, or not interstate, highway, with my thumb out. And my sister came along, pulled me over. My sister, Patty, who has That's since awesome. passed. Yeah. yeah. Like, Buzzy, what are you doing? And I'm like, told her what I told you. She <laughs> drove me home. And Yeah, true story. Wow. Figured That's... somebody's going to pick me up because I was probably two miles. Had to go over to Wayne for uh, the next town over to go to motor vehicle. It was a couple miles from the house. Didn't really feel like walking home. It stuck my thumb out. Here yeah. comes my sister. Very nice. Yeah. And, and we're lucky to be able to do that. I think uh, as men, you're probably way less likely to be raped and murdered. So... As a woman, I probably wouldn't recommend probably doing as much hitchhiking. Yeah, and the number of people that hitchhike and the number of people that are accosted is minuscule. It's just that we're all so paranoid. I think it's there a, used Dateline to be a, fucked up everybody. Yeah, yeah, I think there used to be a law in Alaska that you had to pick up a hitchhiker. Really? Because you can oh, be stranded sense. and yeah. fucking die out in the wilderness. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, fascinating. But no comedy. Did you write a, a top 10? You know what? I didn't write anything, just kind of a short week and with uh, Thanksgiving, but I did steal some jokes from oh, online nice. i can just play some dad jokes that oh I found. cool um hey wait you're, you're i'm just kind of stealing your, yeah, your thing man. right now which is that's shady but that's kind of how i do it um so you you can tell yours <laughs> first and then i can i can click play on this video oh also uh while you're finding some jokes let's uh thanks tony we do epoxy i know tony wanted to come on this week, but we've got, uh, we like to do a show just me and you uh, in between our guest shows when possible. And then we've got like three guests lined up, including Billy Moore, hope, uh, who we hope to have on next week going into the Kentucky Country Music Hall of Fame. 
thank Dad's Flooring uh, and right here in the Dad's Flooring Studios. Troy, we couldn't do it without you. Uh, Front Porch Studios. Uh, Nate, we appreciate you with Stove Leg Media and all the help you give to us as well. Yes, sir. So, and with that, we can uh, do some comedy if you like. Do you really think this is comedy? What do you call a laughing motorcycle? I don't know. Yamaha, ha, 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 ha. No. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Okay. That's all I got. I wish I had a, there's got to be a Thanksgiving joke. Yeah, I, would, I would assume. So Some good thanks. Oh, yeah, I, I, I do know one. If the pilgrims had shot Bobcat instead of turkey, come Thanksgiving, we'd all be eating pussy. <laughs> that's pretty Just good. off the top of my head. How about that? And that Honey, is, I hope you're listening. Actually, and then our wives never listen. You know, I've, I've often thought like we could really come in here and just have a show where we say everything in the world, and would I don't think my wife would ever hear about it. Just hilarious. Uh, but let me see if I. Hopefully, this video won't uh, have any ads or anything that we'll have to pause. And this for. is what. This is just some. What do you call the sexuality? Hang on one sec. Just some dad, dad jokes. jokes that I found on. Um, uh, online, so I was just going to play the guys doing the dad jokes kind of back and forth. And uh, I think the first line that I just missed pulling it up was, what do you call the sexuality? And then I will let the okay. jokes commence. Where you're attracted to men and women, but they're not attracted to you. Huh. By yourself. By yourself. By you guys. My wife said to me, what starts with F and ends with K? I said, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Tequila may not fix your life, but it's worth a shot. Ah, cute. My boss asked me why I get sick only on work days. I said, I don't know. It must be my weekend immune system. <laughs> my doctor told me I was going deaf. That news was hard to hear. <laughs> All right. We'll cut it at that. But, uh, yeah. Uh, a couple additional bonus dad dad's jokes. flooring dad jokes. Happy Thanksgiving. Any plans? Yeah, I'll be driving to Tennessee and Virginia and uh, going to go see. Sounds nice. Yeah, hopefully. It's a lot of driving. See my step-dad-ish, uh, Dennis, that never married my mom, but they were together my whole childhood. So go see Dennis uh, for an hour and see uh, my cousin, who is just the sweetest kid in the world. And uh, we'll go grab some breakfast and then off to see Laura's family in La Follette, Tennessee for a couple hours and then make the trip back home. How about you? Oh, all in one day? Oh, yeah, man. Knock it all right out. Wow. How much driving is it? It's it'll probably be two and a half hours down with the stops, um, and then a couple hours back. So not ridiculous. So the drive back is just straight up seventy five. Like leave at what time and get back at what time? Probably leave at eight thirty ish tomorrow, and then back by hopefully eight. 30, 12 yeah, hours. Same ish. Yeah. You don't stay glued to the television for the Macy's parade? I would love to stay glued to the television one Thanksgiving and just have people surround me. And <laughs> so like, that's kind of your Thanksgiving. Drinks and, annual yeah. Thanksgiving is true. So, yeah, yeah. No drinking, no, uh, yeah, you know, you did just say that. driving around. Well, if you're driving, it's probably good to not Yeah, drink. indeed. But, uh, yeah, but it would be nice to just have a. You know what I like to do, though? If anybody local is listening, <laughs> I'm sorry. The paddy wagon last year. We did a Thanksgiving on the weekend before, like our sort of formal Thanksgiving. So we were just sitting around with nothing to do on Thanksgiving Day. Went to the paddy wagon in Richmond, and they had this big spread. It was just unbelievable. What Chuck does up there is just awesome. So like you just do your family stuff, and you get sick of it, and you're ready to go out and kind of just breathe. Yeah. 
swing out to the paddy wagon and it's just phenomenal unpaid ad yeah well and the the food is free they don't show that this big spread that's that's as good as any thanksgiving you've ever had and it's completely free of charge nice paying for your drinks unbelievable yeah so i hope to be back in time to do that but i probably won't be Uh, that's very cool if you're you're sitting around yeah it was really nice Uh, no just basic family getting together patty in fact patty asked me if i could get home a little early tonight to help her with some prep making stuffing and you know I don't think she's cooking the bird till tomorrow, but hopefully it's thought out. Yeah, indeed. But I like Thanksgiving. It's a good meal. It is a good holiday, good meal. Like, you know. Or a good holiday, right? Yeah, and we're fat guys. Like, it's tough to beat Thanksgiving is just a day of gluttony. Yeah, I wish I saw my own family a little more. Like, I'd love to be getting together with them tomorrow. Agreed. But uh, when the kids were little, we used to go up to Jersey almost every Thanksgiving to have them home at Christmas, but we haven't gone the last few years. We went a couple of times over to Virginia where my nephew is, kind of a, sort of a halfway point. Uh, But that's four or five years ago now. So I probably haven't seen my family at Thanksgiving and generally don't see them at Christmas either. So that stinks. Yeah. So we can end on another. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and back to death, you show. know, because we're family. And I'll be dead soon and then I won't see him at all. <laughs> that's so. it. And family doesn't live forever, Ray. And <laughs> you know, just going to everybody's going to die. Happy Thanksgiving. Israel Hamas. Do World have, War uh, III is coming. Uh, you do have uh, some of those Thanksgiving specials that are fun. You know, the shows. Oh, yeah. The SNL Indeed. will do something. Yeah. All right, happy Thanksgiving. Drew. Happy Thanksgiving, Ray. Let's, let's get in a better mood for the rest of the day. <laughs> There's wild turkey. Oh, there you go. Of it. I like it. <laughs>